We in the studio and we on the couch. We can sit upright, but we like to slouch. I got us a new studio rug. I'm white and ginger and I dance like a thug. His name is Jake. He's a nice guy. He works real hard, but he's got little eyes. We like wearing really cool shoes. I hope you like the podcast. Don't snooze. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. Thanks, bro. Planned? Car journey? Um, I don't know, just the couch bit. I liked it, bro. Yeah, the couch <laughs> bit. I did think about the couch. Catch and slouch. Catch yeah. and slouch. I like the uh, small eyes as well. Small eyes is off the top of the dome. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Respect it. It's a bit later today. It's not as early. Ah, you're, you're a bit sharper. Yeah, it's like half one. This is my yeah. worst time. One, uh, one till three. Because you've probably been up since six. I, have, I was up at half six. You're an idiot. Is that why your eyes always look tired? <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally wake up at half six. I just been, haven't been sleeping by lately. Um, yeah, well, normally we record at like ten. Mm. So normally I'm like... A bit. But I can't wait to do evening podcasts. And get drunk. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I, you have to drive me home, but <laughs> it's all good. We're back, people. We're Hope back. everyone's good. How's your week? This week is quieter, and I'm so glad because last week was just the madness. Last week, you were like a full-time videographer. Videographer. Yeah, I was just driving all over the place, and everyone was wanting like a really quick turnaround. So it was like doing my usual life plus the videography life. Mm. And a shitload of driving. Because you shot at Wilkes and Arts Ed last week. Arts Ed, yeah. Twice at Wilkes. Nice. Once at Arts Ed. Nice. Which is obviously quite a lot of driving. Um, anything in between. You Had can't moan to me about driving. No, I can't. You're right. Although um, I haven't driven that much lately. Let me know. Well, I have. <laughs> but not... Not your normal. Not not as much as normal. And not at like 5am. Mm. Except for rehearsals the other day. Like, But that was it. What day was rehearsals? Wednesday. Wednesday. What Mon- time? Monday and Wednesday. Start? 10 o'clock start. So nice. I aimed to get You were an hour and a half early, weren't you? Because I was speaking to Georgia. Uh, I was 50 minutes early. Ah, close. No, I was 50 minutes early on the first day. The other day I was an hour and 20 minutes early. Yeah, that was the day yeah. I was speaking to Georgia, I think. Yeah. Uh, but better than being an hour and 20 minutes late, right? Yeah. I went and got breakfast, had a coffee. I was with Art said I turned up two hours early. Yeah. I was meant to be there for 11. I got there like... I was like half eight or nine. Yeah, but I'd rather <laughs> risk it for a biscuit, you know. Um, but so, yeah, I had rehearsals for the job, which we spoke about the other day with the graveyard. Which we can't talk about. Um, but I got to rehearsals the first day and it was such a dope group. It was really, really nice. Didn't do lots, but it was fun. Um, and then the second rehearsal, I got there and it was like for a finale mm-hmm. shot or something. And there was like a hundred dancers. And <coughs> dude, it was so crazy. Like I had students that I've taught from like when they were in first year and now they graduated college two years. Right, and dancing next on to them. On one side, dancing next to them, which was really like fulfilling, but also made me feel old. <laughs> and then I had like Cisco and Kim and Sean Niles, like people that taught me. Right. Like all on so one So you're like set. right in the middle. Yeah, That's but dope. it was just, do- well, I'm probably on the higher end of it, but like, but as in like, like the age generation yeah. wise yeah, like yeah. it was so cool to be like wow i've got my students and my teachers and my peers all, all in one room all in one room i say color good yeah was it yeah yeah we did a few eights actually on nice. that day it was nice what a style of movement is it you'd have to say I, I i don't know i can't even style it it's just movement right but it's cool it's nice um but obviously queenie queen queen elizabeth has passed away mm-hmm. sad times rest in peace and all that jazz but it's made my shoot get postponed. How dare she? <laughs> no, but no, but like, <laughs> no. so like on a real talk, like I think it's sad. It's someone's nan. It's someone's mum. It's someone that's done loads for our country. Like I'm not a huge fan of the Royals anyway, but like I do think it's really sad. But as a self-employed human, 
you've just lost me like a grand's worth of work. Yeah. I've got a cancellation fee. No, no, no. You just have people's reaction to it has lost you a grand's worth yes, of work. Yes, yeah, yeah. Not her. Not, not her my Matt Lizzie. Well, we don't know. She might have been like, when I die, I want this to Ooh. happen. I want everyone to stop doing stuff. I don't think she would. I think she'd be like, crack on. I don't think we have a clue what happens in that house in that world. That is very but, true. So we can all speculate. But I don't we think anyone speculate. has remotely an idea. But like, so say there was a hundred of us in rehearsals. That's a hundred people that aren't going to get paid. Mm. Just out of dancers. Like, I'm going to get paid the full sum that they should get. Yes, they get, like, a cancellation fee, which is cool. But, like, I was thinking about it quite deeply, actually. And I was like, if I go back eight years and look if that was... If I was a dancer then on this job, I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. Right. Because you would have booked out for that job. You would have not had to book anything else. Yeah, but that also... that Well, not even that, but just, like... You're the starving artist. Like, mm. you know, jobs don't always come banging on your door unless you're Anders Dino. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, some people might not work for the rest of the month or they might not have worked for a month. And like, we're in, an, we're in a, a, a new p- financial pandemic with like energy bills soaring and everything being inflated. And now there's a hundred or more dancers who are out of pocket because we're not allowed to film because we're not allowed to do our job. S- same with anything. Like, I've got people cancelling their sessions on Monday and stuff. It's like, it's just the whole world that was is... my other thing. I was meant to teach at Wilkes on Monday, because yeah, that's when days. I teach. Now it's a bank holiday, but I'm self-employed. Yeah. So I've lost my daily wage. Like, I think it's crazy. Like, if you're employed, you're probably laughing, because you're like, I still get paid. Still well, and this, this is the thing, is I think the vast majority of people are employed. So for them, it's a day off. It's an excuse. And like, I was actually thinking about this in whilst shopping today. Um... There seems to be an excuse to not work for everything now. It's too cold. It's too hot. <laughs> COVID, no, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know what I mean? There's like, it seems more and more relaxed about like, oh yeah, like employers are being bullied into giving days off. I'm not saying this is the case for the Queen's death, for the record. Mm. But for the self-employed, it sucks ass. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I spoke to my nan and she was like, oh, have you lost any work? And I told her exactly the figure of money I've lost because of this. And yeah. she was like, what? And like she, she, her bra- she's been employed a whole life. She's retired now. Yeah. But she's like, you've lost that much money. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. That's horrendous. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's not, obviously it's not as bad as losing someone. But like. No. And we're not complaining for the no, record. No. We're not like well, uh, moaning. Well, we're not I, I'm moaning not, moaning, about, not moaning about her or about no, her yeah. death. Like, you know, I feel like she should have all the, the sadness and all the praise and stuff. But I feel like the world is, for some areas of the world, have been pressed pause. So like, the productions and I know a few jobs which have actually been cancelled or not cancelled but postponed to a later date mm-hmm. but like is it going to be the same scenario you know are they going to hire as many dancers we don't know but like Primark is still open McDonald's is still open Starbucks is still open Primark. they've been open all week yeah Primark sorry like they've been open all week but now I didn't work and a hundred other people aren't working like I don't know I just think it's really sad that I, I, you know, it always feels worse when you're in that category of people. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, you know, I'm not playing victim, kind of am. But I'm sure it's happened in lots of different categories. And, you know, it's the same for the production team and the cameramen and the runners and everyone, everyone else behind involved. It, yeah, yeah. Like even, so say like they cancelled the football matches. Mm. So like, okay, the football players don't need the money. But what about the person that sells the programs? Yeah, or the people the cleaner, behind the bar. and yeah. The people that sell the hot dogs. They're not all getting paid now. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and I, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, I don't understand how this happens. Like, well, I understand I, this is a tragedy. It's a I think I do loss. know how this happens. I think today we're living in a culture where we're not offended, but we're offended by the idea of other people getting offended. And that's what we're behaving from. Mm. So if I said in a group environment, Ken, you're a slag. <laughs> right, I'm trying to choose a word that's safe. Mm. And... Uh, you're not offended by that word, but someone else might be offended for you. And that's where we're, what we're trying to avoid is we're avoiding other people thinking that we should be offended. So you think that we're going, oh, we shouldn't work just in case people are upset by exactly us that. not mourning 100%. Even like within our uh, dance company, we're having to go, hey, parents, what do you think? Mm. Instead of going yes or no, because I don't know what the right answer is. I'm like, hey, I want to work. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But some people will be offended and think that we're disrespecting the queen by putting classes on, by putting PT sessions on, by doing whatever. So it's like, I think companies are behaving from that rather than actually what people are responding as. Yeah, it's We're too worried to offend because we're in such a um, blame and point culture mm. that we're not... Yeah, I think companies behave from that point of view. I think governments, I think schools do. I think everything is... But I get it when it's... Which was enhanced by COVID. Yeah. I get it if it's like schools though and stuff to a degree. I don't. Because it's like... No, I don't. But I'm trying to find like... I'm trying to see <laughs> devil's advocate. Like it's government run. The government is related to like in line with the Queen, right? The Parliament and all that jazz. But like us going and shooting a film like on a graveyard shift. mm doesn't doesn't affect anyone correlate with i no. don't know and that I, again and i'm I not gonna fit i'm not gonna define the answer but it's just really upsetting like because there's so many people that are think of all the work that has gone into it like mm. I, when i got the email yes i thought about like my financial pocket but i also thought about my cv because that's why i wanted to do this job to work with the choreographer again mm-hmm. who i haven't worked for in a long time to work on the job that it is because it's a really cool job like it means a lot to me personally and then I thought about the choreographer. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like, I'm sure he's going to end up doing it at some point. But I was like, you know, we're in our industry, we work on timelines. So he might have been busting his ass for the past, like, two weeks prepping for this one scene. So they have like, and three months sleepless to work, nights yeah. to make it work. And now they're going to be like, eh, it's not happening for another three months. Are or they like, giving you a timeline? No. But, but yeah. Yeah. No, I feel Crazy. you. I feel you, homie. But rest in peace, Queenie. Yeah. Again, that isn't a bit to remind about it. It's... It's actually, I think, more about what I want to talk on was that reaction to thinking we were offending people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, sorry to all you dancers that might have lost some money or an op- or even an opportunity. Mm. Like, sucks. It sucks, man. So, yeah, that's a, that was my week. But I'm glad I didn't. I was going to double bubble. So I was going to, because it's me, <laughs> I was going to teach. I was going to do last night. No, Sunday night was my shoot night. Right. So I was going to do... Where a, are we? Tuesday. A, I was going to do a graveyard shift, seven till seven, shoot in, and then drive straight to Wilkes and teach all day. So I was going to do a you solid 24 dead, hours, and then I was going to do the same Wednesday and teach all day Thursday. So I, did, I didn't cancel my teaching. No. You know, and a part of me wanted to, because I was like, yeah, I'm going to be so tired. But I was like, nah, like I, I'm going to stick it out because... It's me. That's just what I Unit, bruv. It's my mentality. Um, (laughs) And I was so glad I didn't cancel. (laughs) Because I would have lost. I wouldn't have had a double work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, learn everyone. Don't cancel work. (laughs) (laughs) Until the day before. Do you know what? Like, I say this to you quite a lot when we talk about like the dance industry and like um, 
like we've had some friends recently be like 99% confirmed on a job, mm-hmm. like on a heavy, 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 heavy pencil. And, and then taken they got away. taken off. And I always go, it's how it works. It's the yeah. industry we're in. Which is stupid. Like, yeah, it's, but it's like, <laughs> it's like I, a mortgage, isn't it? What I always like... say to you is so unpredictable. Yeah. Like the only thing you can predict is that you, you, it could change. Yeah. Like at any point. There's a quote <laughs> by Einstein, I think it is. It says, the one constant is change. Yeah. And I feel like that fits very well for the, the dance narrative. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's, it's, it's a real tough world. Mm. It sucks tough. for you guys. <laughs> but it is also, it's also beautiful for us because, you know, when, it, when, it's, when it's great, it's great. Mm-hmm. And when it's when shit, it's, not, it's shit. It's, shit. <laughs> it's like, this, and we did an episode on highs and lows before. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it is the life of highs and lows. Yeah. 100%. Um, which is also very closely related to the last episode we did, which was pros and cons of being self-employed. Oh, yes. That, cu- that ties in very well with this episode. So we if you do. haven't watched that, go back and watch that because we, we drop bars on that. We do. Um, so I asked people if they had some oh, questions. I'll tell you what, actually, hold up. I'm going to do this weekend, I thought it would be quite interesting to tell you, deep water free climbing. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it. You're climbing in deep water? Climbing above deep water with no rope. So if you fall off, you fall into the sea. Where? Uh, I think Devon. There's two and a half Wait, hours. Wait, if out. you fall off, you fall in the sea. Yeah, so you, you're climbing a cliff. Yeah, what about rocks, bro? Yeah, you just hope you. Like, it's like there's roots that have been mapped out by other cl- climbers that say, like. What if they're wrong? Yeah. <laughs> they published a book about it, so there's a little bit more confidence. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it has like a, a grade of how risky it is and how hard the climb is. So it might be like risk level this. You're a in, very athletic, small man, but. Which I know, is, I'm good Which die. is the benefit for climbing. But you don't have much climbing experience, <laughs> yeah, I've been climbing like a month. <laughs> like three times and you bought shoes. Like, yeah, I'm good. To be honest, you're good at that. Like, that's how camera happened. That's how podcast <laughs> happened. You're like, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it. Yeah, rate right it. Good job. Don't die, though. Uh, yeah, if I'm, you do, I'm a little can bit I keep worried. the studio? Hey? If you do, can I keep the studio? Of course, bro. Nice. <laughs> but we, I'm irreplaceable. That's camera. Yes. <laughs> you're irreplaceable. Am I irreplaceable? Come on. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Who are you gonna replace me with? Name one I person. I mean, they would never be able to replace you. Exactly. But they could do the jobs you do. <laughs> Probably better <laughs> as well. <laughs> but they wouldn't be as fun. No. But anywho, yeah. So that sounds fun. Are you yeah. scared? Are you excited? I, my brother Rupert showed me the roots, and I, I for the first time I looked in, I went, "Fuck." <laughs> Your brother a good climber. Mm, a little bit better than me, but he should be. He's been climbing years, but he's probably like. So there's scales. There's like. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, blah, 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 blah. And then each one there's A, B, C. So like a 6A, a 6B, a 6C, a 6C plus, blah, blah, blah. I'm at like a 6C. He's at like a 6C plus. So he's like a little bit better than me. Uh, you're more athletic than him. I'm stronger. Tell him. <laughs> oh, no, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm more af- explosive, but he's got like the grip strength, which is the yeah, key. Monkey strength. Yeah. Like little They're monkey boy hands. Ah. I'm excited. Let me know how it goes. Let me know if it's fun. Yeah, I'm going to bring a GoPro down with me and stuff. Oh, and dope. Film it. Yes. So, yeah. I'm 100% saying You have to, like, abseil down, set up your own like, abseil. Like, I would love to do this. Like, I'm a little I'm a little bit like... I'd be shit in my pants, but I'm love to do it. Yeah, because there's no direct route down. You have to climb yeah. your way down to then climb back up again. Do you have a fear of heights? Uh, it's something that is actually... I never used to that much. Obviously, when you get to a certain level, you're like, oh, shit, this is high. But I used to be very good at just, like, climbing a tree high or whatever. Now that... I, since my shoulder operation, I've become more of a bitch because I don't feel like I've got the strength to catch myself. Yeah. So if I catch myself at a top end movement, I don't know if I'm going to, if my shoulder's going to stick. Yeah. I also think f- uh, we develop fear the older we get. Yeah. Because like, risk, 
we see more risk yeah and risk the risk increases you know what i mean like i never used to be scared of stuff when i was younger i used to be like yeah i'll jump off that mm. like and now i'm like but i could lose like three months worth of work if i and that's myself. exactly how my brain goes yeah, yeah. it doesn't go to like i could die it doesn't go to anything it goes i could <laughs> injure work? myself. it goes so i could in, i could injure myself yeah like so yeah i think i and because of that because i when he showed me the roots i was a bit like oh I was like, okay, now I need to step into it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the moment I, I experienced that little bit of fear, I'm like, oh, fuck, and then now I've got to do it. Yeah. If I wasn't scared, I wouldn't care so much. Yeah. But now that I'm scared, I feel like I've got to do you're it. You're conquering, you're in a bitch. Yeah, yeah. That's Joe Rogan. Fuck, you're in a bitch. Um, but yeah, that's good. Questions. I'm super excited to hear all about it. Oh, if I come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't, can I have the key before you go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, so we got some questions. I put some questions out on the Grammage. Um, we didn't have lots because I did it very, very last minute. Um, but actually, there was some. There's one really good one. The others are okay. Um, so I'm going to go with the really good one first okay. before you all lose interest. And it was from <laughs> the drop off. And it was actually from uh, Luke, the Duke, Luke the Duke. London, My from man. the Capsule dot London. And it's great. It's a really good question, and it kind of relates to a chat we had earlier mm, off okay. camera and he says advice for battlers slash freestylers slash style specialists on monetizing their skill set in the dance industry mm. so I, th I think that's a dope question so like you know i teach at a lot of dance colleges where we really try and make everyone as versatile as possible so they can make the most of their skill sets and their attributes to have as many options as possible to make a career and earn money but I always try and look at things on both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. I'm like, instead of being a jack of all trades, how about being a master, master of one? Yeah. Uh, but like, so if you're a, a, if you're a specialist, a style specialist, say a crumper or a breaker or a popper, or you're a battler, but normally when you're a battler, you, you specialize specialist, in yeah. some of these things, how to monetize it in the dance industry. So I was thinking of different ways that they could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so here they are. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me. So things I think you should, you could do. If you're a specialist in something, first of all, no matter what happens, the, your ability to pick up choreography is always going to work in your favor. So learn that skill. Even if it's not something that you're like, I'm going to do choreo jobs. Uh, like okay. just being able to pick things up is going to benefit you because you might be the dopest popper and then can't retain choreography which therefore probably means you're going to struggle retaining retaining information or like timing so say you're doing an advert and they're like we need you to move across on these counts and catch this six seven eight and then pick up a prop on the one and walk and get to the bmw on set by five <laughs> yeah that's choreography yeah, yeah, yeah like whether it's it's not actual dance choreography but it's chore it's movement choreography so do you have the ability to retain that information is the first thing. So practice on your pickup and retaining choreography and information if you're a specialist, if that is somewhere where you lack. Besides that, things you can do to make money, to monetize your specialist skill. Um, you want to get an agent that is going to help push you for like adverts and stuff like that. Like there was a who, ad who knows and values your skill set. Exactly. And you're not just like that dancer. Like they, they go, oh, this is, we can utilize him for this skill set like marvel who's an incredible popper he did i think it was a phone advert or an apple advert or something but he's an in an advert for and you know he's doing like robotics and popping because mm. this is, spe is a specialist like you can't just get any dancer to do that 
we would i would be like i can blag it <laughs> but it's not gonna just don't do any close-ups <laughs> yeah <laughs> just make it look blurry and shoot it from really far away um but like you can utilize it in that sense you can like get him to do like tv uh adverts and promos and stuff like that um other kind of jobs that i know people have started to do is films so like there's mm-hmm. a lot of films now happening in the uk where they're going to want specialists um i was told about a previous job i wasn't on it but you know through the community uh fred like a i can't remember his like his, his dance name but fred's like an og popper mm-hmm. and locker but like probably like i want to say like 50 like super og popper insane so he was on set for a film and i don't know what film it was but he was pretending to be digging and they asked him if he could like make it look cool so right. he like popped all his digging yeah, yeah, but like he was there because he's like a guy on set but they utilized his individual skill set because if they asked me to do that i'd just look like someone kept pressing pause <laughs> like but like he utilized that popping you know and he makes a He's in a film. He's probably made fantastic money. He's probably on two and a half grand a week. Yeah, like, nice. Which is fantastic money. Um, another thing that I see people who are specialists, like breakers and other things do, is perform at theme parks. Um, okay. Yeah, so like you get like a little crew. I know uh, some of the breakers, I want to say Soul Mavericks, but I don't know if it was through Soul Mavericks, but it was like Gavin and Reckless Lee. Like they were all in a break show, a break-in show, and they performed at... Uh, it was either a zoo or a theme park. It might have even been a zoo. Mm. But, like, they put on a show. So they say they did, like, three shows a day over the summer holidays. You know, they're monetizing this individual skill set, especially when you're, like, uh, a breaker or a popper. Things that, like, uh, kind of crowd-pleasing skills. I was going to say, can I add, let me add on to this after. People that can, like, you can wow people. I don't know if uh, muggles and normal people would appreciate you coming in and doing, like, a voguing set. I don't know if it'd have the same applause, but if you're a breaker or a popper, like, or a tricker, like, I feel like you can wow audiences. Mm. You know what I mean? I think on the idea of, like, working, like, theme parks and that's something, I think you have to be able to make your speciality skill set digestible by the audience to buy a muggle. So, like, if you go and kill it in a battle... Only people who understand that dance form are going to understand and appreciate the skill set behind it and the technique and the, the how hard it is to do that skill. Where, like, I think, I can't remember what her name was. It was a popper, female, uh, de, di, Dine Pop? Dynamite, Dino. Dine Pop's a Dine Pop. I can't remember I what it was. I can't remember her name. She, but she made it very digestible by muggles. She wasn't even that, in my opinion, that good, but she made it really far onto mm. the commercialized scene because she made it with music and like made the relatable. movement quite, she made it relatable. So like in my mind, I, if I was trying to monetize a skill set, I wouldn't think about how am I going to kill it. I'm going to think about how does the audience absorb what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you're not going out there to impress other dancers. Yeah, you're going yeah, yeah. out there to impress a multiple of age people who have different backgrounds. Yeah, and and probably don't understand probably don't dance. dance. No, uh-huh. they just oh, that, that's a cool wave, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I mean? like, like, like breaking and popping would probably carry off better yeah. than crump, whacking, voguing, like other. But it, even house. if it's crump, find a platform that they understand. Like, can you choose like music from a particular film that everyone's going to know? And do you know stuff like that? Like a c- create a bridge. Yeah, find or, way or, to create or a, a story. Like or a story. Like put a narrative to it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. dress up as a robot and play robotic music. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah things that carry across um like a cool one is if you're a breaker or you can trick is like dress up as a superhero mm. 
like kids birthday parties baby like, <laughs> yeah yo that's a dope one kids birthday mm. parties um i remember recklessly back in the day dressed up as there was a um oh what was his name my brother loved it like a tv program and it was a guy and he was like a superhero and he wore all blue and he used to do flips Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It was on like All Blue. CBBC or something like that. Yeah. And uh, recklessly uh, dressed up as him once for a birthday party. I think it was for like his niece or something. Right. And like that was, you know, that would be a great income. It would be. Like pa- uh, Patman and Andreas, uh, they're like two OG commercial dancers slash breakers. Like they do, they do birthday parties dressed as Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, you know, I know a lot of specialists might be like, I'm not doing that. That's not cool. But, I was yo, literally going to say you're gonna that. Make 150 200 quid for like a few hours work pretending to be spider-man and you, you're basically getting to train and yeah and i think and socialize with 10 year olds but i think like i can imagine if i was like a next level popper and i had to go do birthday parties i can imagine like for me my ego would get in the way of that yeah but, but it could be that's your option or your uh, oh, i'm saying to not listen to that ego yeah yeah you know what i mean like because you're still getting paid to you're still getting paid your skill set yeah. like which you, can lead to other opportunities. Most definitely. You know? Like I, th- I think if uh, uh, Wiggins, he said that he just got caught, he got spotted dancing in a church camp, I think it was. Mm. And that's how he got invited to dance in the studio of Sierra. Yeah. Dope episode, go listen back to this like three episodes ago. But like it was at such a normal event that yeah. led to a, a bigger... Yeah, I think I spoke about it on here before. When I was in LA, I was super broke. I told people that I had experience being a waiter never done in my life <laughs> and i waited at a birthday party for like these bunch of rich people opposite justin bieber's house did you and uh I, I hated it i was rubbish i dropped all the food i was so out of my depth but i just kept smiling at everyone and they thought i was the cool british guy and they're like you from london i was like no wales yeah. and they're like is that in london i'm like no um, <laughs> to say yes <laughs> and uh at the end of the at the end of the night they were all drunk and they had like a dance circle Right, and I was like, "Fuck it, my shift's finished." Like I was I'm just finished. Joining. So I went in the middle and I threw down, did like a back tuck, did some breaking, and the guy who party was come up to me and said, "You've made our night. Thank you so much. We just wanted to have fun and like right. shook my hand and slipped me three hundred dollars." Let's go. Like just like you know, Yo. what, but that was from something where I was like not doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I seized the opportunity, yeah. and like if you're being Spider Man at a birthday party, you don't know what yeah, opportunity you come. <laughs> <laughs> it could be for the creator of I don't know Spider Man Five. It's like hundred, yeah, fifteen. <laughs> um, other things, anyway. Sidetrack. Um, other things you can monetize. Teaching. Yeah. Teaching is the one. Well, I think before teaching is get a name for yourself, so then you're employable or want to be employed by anyone. Like if you said to like most hip-hop schools oh yeah like alex the cage is available to teach he'll get that he'll get booked up instantly mm. and same with you like like a lot of dance schools know your name so if you say i'm available you probably get booked up quite quickly yeah. um so yes you can get like normal teaching but if mm. you can get a name for yourself go like i won this battle blah 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 yeah you're probably going to get booked way quicker yeah but uh, teaching is like uh, for me for all dancers if you have a passion of teaching and sharing and you want to make like a living like outside of performing as well but you still get to teach you still get to dance like teaching is the one but a lot of people i think where they make a mistake and i've seen lots of different people teach from many different genres of dance but i've learned from quite a few like specialists they're not great at teaching 
they're really great at doing the skill set, but they're not great at breaking it down for people that don't do the skill set or haven't done the skill set. But I think teaching is a great one. But, you know, I make a living from teaching. So teaching and performing, but mainly teaching now. So, of course, I'm going to say that's the great one. Um, Well, it makes total sense. It's the most accessible. It's the most immediate route into income, I think. Um, You know, judging competitions like UDO, all the other ones, BDO, WDO, <laughs> something and O, like, <laughs> like all Street Dance UK, all these different events and competitions. Like, they're always looking for judges. Um, contact them. Uh, and then what I would say is a great thing to do is when you do those events, like, be on 100% of the time, and I guarantee you, your book uh, workshops, workshops so. from those events. So, like, I always do the UDO parties. Like, whenever there's a UDO party, like, I always used to dress up, like, in fancy dress with all the kids. Right. And, like, loads loads of the judges would be like, I ain't doing that. Why are you doing it? And I'd be like, because then I'm the fun one. And, and gonna all they, they're going to go back to their dance schools and say, yo, he's fun. We want to learn from Kane. And I would get loads of workshops. Mm. Like, yes, I'm just a specialist in, like, teaching dance or dancing or doing choreo. But, like, if you're a popper, like, that could be your chance to get into all these different schools and teach workshops. Mm. And build a bigger uh, demand for your skill set. Because like, say you're a crumper and there's not a huge demand for it, but there's only not a huge demand for it because people aren't seeing it or it's not popular yet. But like if you get out there and you show it more and you build the the awe or the desire to be able to do it or mm. to be like someone, it's going to grow. Let's take Mr. YouTube, for example. Well, I was going to come on to tight eyes as well. But so like Mr. YouTube, for example, like obviously Light Feet has boomed like in the past few years, shout out to him. I've got his t-shirt on today as well. Smart. <laughs> Look good, feel good, dance good by Mr. YouTube. Dope t-shirt. Go and cop one. Really comfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are. Um, like, Light Feet is boomed at the moment, especially within the, you know, within dance community as a whole, but especially at competitions. Like, mm. judging comps, all I've seen for the past four years is Light Feet. So I spoke to him and Anna the other day at Worlds, were we at Worlds? Yes, we're at Worlds. And I was like, yo, like, this isn't going to last forever. This this wave of the love for light feet, you need to capitalize on it. And he's like, yeah, like, what do you mean? I mean, him get on really good. And yeah. I was like, you know, like, I've seen dance crazes come in and out, in and out. Like, it's gone from house where everyone was booking turbo for workshops, for house workshops. Then it went into, like, a New Jack Swing where everyone wanted to book animaniacs to teach new jack swing combos i was like at the moment it's light feet so you need to make yourself more accessible so i was like you need to start a patreon bro Mm. like you need to start some sort of patreon and every week put out a routine or tutorials to capitalize on monetizing your specific skill set because i'm sure he can do other things but we all know mr youtube for light feet so he's monetized like himself and he actually i don't know if he was already planning on doing it but he is doing like a kind of a patreon subscription Thing where every week they put up new stuff like it's genius yeah P- patreon's a content creator platform where you can pay a subscription for those who don't know yeah to uh have access to like content that, yeah. that you don't normally find a thing talking of content and talking about uh specialists uh tight eyes is someone that comes to my mind like obviously he's like the og of crump but he's done such an amazing job of converting that into like an instagram fame Mm. like you must have seen yeah, him. yeah um and he's really generated a name like because he had that sp- special skill set he could adopt a, a market quite quickly 
and talk to it. But then he made it again, what I said earlier, like made it accessible by more people. And he's not just doing Crump anymore. You know, he's doing like Michael Jackson spin-offs and stuff and f- made a massive following that way. Yeah. So can you do the same with your skill set and turn it into a social media, a like, social media thing? Yeah. Like a social media platform based on your skill set and build your following. And then you make money that way via advertisement through yeah, affiliations. social media affiliations. Much harder route things. to go down. But if, if you've got that passion and drive, like, like if we you have suck the, at social media. So we, we yeah, I would be the worst in the world here. Yeah. But I also, I also the worst in the world here because I don't have a, I wouldn't say I'm a specialist in a skill set. Mm. I'm just good at multiple things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but I feel like that. If I was like, over. if I was Harry Potter, like I would be all over like TikTok. I would be just trying to make as much content as possible, make it relatable to all different kinds of people where you pull people in and you build your following. There's that guy like Slavic, I think his name is on Instagram. I might be lying, but I'm sure Slavic. He's a good-looking guy. He's always got his abs out, <laughs> like always got a shirt open. Looks like a dancing Justin Bieber, and like right. he's a dope popper. He can crump. He can do multiple things. Like he's been on the Ellen Show. He's got like over a million followers. Like, and every day I see a different video of him dancing on like uh, Hollywood Boulevard or on the Stars right. or doing like a corny kind of video, but it's showing off his skill set. Like you can still see that he's dope. Like. And he probably makes a living from that. Like yeah. UDO, like we were talking about bringing him in for an event just because he's got a huge following. Like, so there's a demand for him. As, as we said in multiple episodes, you know, followers is now a currency, which you can leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, other ways you can monetize uh, if you're a specialist. Um, what did we say? Adverts, get an agent to try and get in films and stuff. Uh, cruises. Did I say cruises? You didn't no. say cruises. So uh, on some cruise ships, they have uh, like breakdance performances now. So I again, I know Reckless Lee was on there doing breakdancing for a while um, on a cruise ship. And he actually had a dope deal. So if anyone wants to know how to get into that, I would recommend messaging him because it was a really good deal he was on. Um, another guy I know from Cardiff called Boost Tommy. Well, he's not from Cardiff, from <coughs> Wales. He was on a cruise ship performing as a breaker. Um, I know more about breakers than I do other styles, so sorry. But like, I'm sure the same thing carries across with all these other things. Also hip hop theater, like try and get into a Zoo Nation company, try and get into Boy Blue company where you're gonna end up doing hip hop theater or Bird Gang, like with Quayley. Like you're still gonna be in theaters performing, making money. So Mm. if you're a specialist, like that's your calling because you're gonna utilize those individual skills you've got. But if you're a specialist, I would say still try and learn other skills. I was gonna I was literally about to ask you the question. I was like, do you think it's worth like let's say you're a whacker or a locker or whatever, is it worth absolutely double downing and getting even better at that one skill set and like showing the world that one skill set? Or do you reckon you should become more diverse? Yeah, I think it well it depends. Like the answer's are always gonna be it depends. Because like we can look at <laughs> the cane um, special <laughs> it depends it depends yeah it, it is depend. but it I does know, depend but the answer is always it depends for every question you ask yeah, yeah um but like we can find people in all different genres of dance that have doubled down on their one specific thing and they make a living from that one thing mm. do you think it's harder 
I guess that's the question I'm actually getting at. Like, yeah, because you think you have a more success rate being like a specialist at locking, no, or a locker who can who can do the a locker who can do other things. Yeah, because the world we're in, like people want to make everything as low cost as possible. So if they can hire you, say you're a ten out of ten of locking, but that's all you've got, or they can hire a seven out of ten at locking, but someone who can do flips. Right. They're probably going to hire the 7 out of 10 person yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're getting more for their money as in they can black them into doing other stuff. Set. Like they can be like, oh, they can hop in on this section or they can hop in on that or they can offer something else. But ideally, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's the that's what happens. That's what mm. we're in. Um, but unfortunately, like in the UK, we don't have like an LXD like they do in America. We do have a company called LXD, but it's not the same one. <laughs> but like where you're like, you can go and be a breaker in a TV series and you only do breaking. Mm. Like we don't have really step up where you're like, oh, I'm a dope popper. So I'm always going to, I'm going to book a film from popping. In the UK, that's quite rare. So like the more skills you have, the better it is. But it just depends what you want to do. If you're, if you're already a specialist in something and you're thriving in that area, double down on it but you have to find the the way of monetizing it that makes you feel content because mm. like don't just do it for the money because like so many people will be like oh they're a dope popper and then they teach because it's money but they don't like teaching they don't like kids or they they're not good at teaching and they put no effort into it it just tarnishes your brand yeah like so you might be the dopest dancer but if you're not putting the same amount of love and passion into how you're monetizing it you're just going to build a bad name for your brand you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like for me as a, a performer or a teacher, I, I want to teach profession, aspiring professionals or professionals or perform. But I know, I'm aware that sometimes I have to teach kids, but I have to put that same amount of energy and love into teaching those kids as I do those adults. Do I sometimes want to? Hell no. But it's my brand. It's Kane Silver is a brand. Like I want my name to be spoke about in a good light, especially when it comes to the thing I love, mm -hmm. teaching and dance. So... Don't good answer. Mm. Next question. I'm trying to think if there's other ways we can monetize. Yeah, you. I am. I've been sitting there watching rambling. <laughs> I have been <laughs> rambling. Spitting facts, dropping knowledge bombs. Dropping Jacob. knowledge bombs. I have been trying to think of other ways to monetize, and I am. I'm out of out of answers. It's not something that I've ever done before, so I'm not. What monetize a speciality? <laughs> I'm a six out of ten of, <laughs> of, of everything. Of everything. Of everything. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I hope that helps. Um. But I just touched on the brand, like you are your own brand. I think that is the most important thing. Mm. Like, like my brand is that I'm a six out of 10 at a lot of different things. So a lot of people come to me for lots of different solutions, mm. but doesn't mean I'm going to be the. Yeah. And it, look at people who are succeeding in the world you're in. Mm. So like if you're a, a whacker and you see, I know nothing about whacking, so I don't know why I said this, but <laughs> if you're a whacker and you, there's someone in your field who is a specialist in whacking and monetizes it really well. You need to watch them and figure out how they're monetizing it. Because I do the same thing within like uh, teaching programs and teaching choreography and stuff and running the ins and outs like training program. I look at Josh Warmby's phase. I look at Galen Hooks's method. I look at Alex Schoendorf's method. I look at Josh Pilmore's training program. I look at HDI. And I try and find all the things that work for everyone and go, what can I what what can I learn from all of these different mm. companies which are succeeding? What what are they doing which they do well? And how can I take the things that, uh, I hate this word, but authentically resonate with me? 
as opposed to just being like, they do that, I'm going to do it, even though I don't agree with it. Yeah. I look for the things that I like and the things that represent me and be like, oh, I could I could implement that in what I do. And I think uh, observing what environment that skill set's going to thrive in, like what music, what culture, what like what in what area are you trying to tap into? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like if a, a whacker isn't probably going to do very well in a... I can't think of an example now. But do you know what I mean? Like, see, like, clock what environment you're going to in and lean into that. Yes, I agree. Anyway, thank you, Luke. I hope that helped. Also, guys, go and check out the London on Instagram. They have a dope podcast. Uh, it's dance. You'll enjoy it. It's always Luke. He's the host of it. And he gets on there, like, dope people like Tally, who's an amazing dancer, who's worked in hip-hop theater. She's been an agent. She's been a choreographer. She's been a dancer in the commercial world. Um, he also has Lee Ricochet on there. Like, go and check it out. It's a dope podcast. Um, another question by the sneaker hookup himself, Chris Travers. I knew the moment you said that. I was like, it's Chris Travers, it's Chris baby. Chris Travers, baby. He's back. <laughs> um, he said, industry base question. It's an industry based question. We really need to practice on how we write questions, people. Industry base. What classes? What classes is best for contacts and get noticed? <laughs> So an industry-based question, what classes are best to get noticed? Uh, I feel like we've answered this a million and five times on here. But Do you think? Or, oh, or how is he saying what classes yeah, or like, how to in uh, class? What classes? Oh, oh I don't maybe say, Okay, so maybe I've said you need to go to specific classes to get noticed. Is that what he's saying? He's saying what classes, what like, classes it, should you go to? If to you go noticed? to a Camilla class yeah. versus... Uh, yeah. Okay, we might not have answered this directly, but I feel like I've said it on right. here before. Maybe I haven't. If I haven't, I apologize. If I have... Here it is again. Here it is. Um, you want to go to the classes that uh, bring opportunity. So that could be you go to like a Camilla and Alex class because yeah, you're only going to get dope jobs. Uh, you're, you're not only going to get dope training, but they also get jobs where they get to hire dancers. So if you're a regular person at that class and you thrive in that environment and you look good doing their choreography and you've got all your shit together on the professional side, as in what you look like, how you conduct yourself, all that other jazz, because obviously it's not just about dance, but that could bring you an opportunity to get <coughs> onto a job for them. Or Camilla assists Ashley Wallen on Kylie Minogue or Robbie Williams, one of them. I don't know. I don't think it's Kylie. It could be. I think it's, it's Robbie. I think it's Robbie, right? I think, I think Robbie. said this before. Which I don't even know if she assists, but she rec might recommend people or she's dance captain. So like she could be like, yo, do you know what? We need a girl for Robbie because the normal girl we have is injured like there's this girl that always does my class she kills it she'd be really good so like you want to go to like a, a alex and um camilla class you want to go to a class that has other working dancers in it because that normally shows you that you're in a, a good environment to train because people who are doing the things you want to do are learning from those people um but as if it's to get noticed look at also agent choreographers yeah, like look at the person whose class you're taking from and be like, okay, what jobs do they do? Are they the jobs I want to do? Like ha what circles can they get me in? And I don't mean that as like a kiss arsey kind of way, but like if you go to a class quite a lot, you're going to get known by the teacher normally or you'll build a, a, a nice reputation with them. And what opportunities can that lead to? So like say you go to Josh Warmby's class whenever he teaches and you're really good at his stuff, he might ask you to assist him on phase his training program. And then once you've assisted him on phase, you might be like, yo, he's actually really good. I'm going to get him to assist me on the next 
Olympics if I do the opening ceremony. Like, so, like, a Josh Warmby class would be good to do. A Sean Niles, because he's been working forever and five days. So you want to go to his class because he's done every single job and worked for every choreographer. Um, find, I can't think of people off the top of my head, but find people who choreograph for agencies. So, like, uh, trying to think who it would be. I've actually just forgotten every single choreographer in the world. So, I like, you want to go to, like, if you're going to go well, if you're going to go to Cisco Gomez's class and you're going to kill it and he's going to pick you out in groups and put it on his Instagram, normally that means a top choreographer besides him who's choreographing a job or an agent is going to hire you or they're going to get to see you. You just want to you want to get seen. You want to get seen by these people. So if you can get picked out in his class, then maybe Jerry Reeve is going to see you, who's, like, the top agent in the country like so it's going to get eyes on you how else would jerry see you he doesn't hold auditions like if lisa spence does the camera ready yeah. intensive again you apply for that you That's go in for things that are a little bit more uh secluded not secluded also like um tight knit like yeah. like an intensive like an intensive where you spend more time with more intense more, yeah <laughs> but you know what I mean? it's not like yeah. so it's not faces just a, coming through the, sa- the door it's yeah you spend a lot of time faces. with a person and you know proof is in the pudding like jerry and ashley were at so jerry and ashley were at lisa's camera ready and then i know they hired some people for a job from that did they from that event yeah so like things like that jay ravel just taught at josh Wombie's face obviously jay's one of the biggest creatives and choreographers in the country if he likes you boom you're in like if you come and do the ins and outs program when like we have lisa in like lisa choreographs now like she can get you on stuff kim choreographs she can get you on stuff It's just getting people to notice you and like you, but you have to be in the right rooms. So just do your homework on whose classes you're taking. Obviously, you want to dance those classes because you love dancing and it's fun, but just make sure you're looking at, you're making smart choices. If you've only got 50 pound a week to spend on class, get one class that's going to make you feel good, one class that's going to challenge you, and then the other class that's going to help you get in the right environment. Mm, Play politics. Don't. Yeah, sorry, I can't think of any specific names off the top of my head for classes. Yeah, normally I've got quite a few agencies mm. choreographers in my head, but as it's I, not there today. Not there today. Not there today. I hope that helps. Another question. Um, dum da da dum da da dum. Go on, you got the question. I'm gonna hit the camera. You gonna what? You gonna slap the camera? Slap at the cam. Uh, the wonderful Lauren Brown says for portfolio pictures, is it best <laughs> to go plain? And simple or show personality? Not our topic. <laughs> well, no, I can answer this. Both. Neither is best. Both. Because it depends what you're getting hired for. Like, for personality, if you're a grungy kind of hip-hop-y or urban-y person, like, they might want that for a specific casting or a specific role, so you want those <coughs> pictures. You might want plain Jane pictures where it makes you look like the girl next door for a uh, an advert where you've got to s- sell insurance. Like, I don't know. It just depends. So, like, for mine, when I was in L.A., because um, that was the last time I had proper, proper headshots done, <laughs> really long time ago, <laughs> like, where I thought about, like, th- how I'm going to market myself. Mm. Uh, I had ones in, like, a green T-shirt where I looked really cheesy, and I wanted to look like, um, hey, what's up? My name's Kane. Like, D- Did you wear glasses? No. Oh. Um, but that didn't look right. But like, because I had like <laughs> bright ginger hair and like, I just looked like very boy next door, American apparel mm. kind of vibe. 
you know, like I could have been on a college campus. I was trying to fit that vibe. And then in another shot, I had a suit with a fedora on. And I wore that because I wanted to be seen from a dance perspective as like a, oh, he'd fit in good with like a Justin Timberlake, Neo kind of vibe. Like my dance preference of what I wanted to work for. Then I'd get ones where it's like, these ones are a bit more hip hoppy. I've got a snap back on. So when I get put up for a Chris Brown ad, uh, Chris Brown music video, I will f they will look at me and go, oh yeah, he, he looks like he's going to be good at hip hop. So you want to find ones which tick different boxes. I don't think there's a, a best or an or. I think you just want to get ones which kind of tick all your boxes that you're trying to tick as a dancer or a performer. Mm. If you were to put, obviously I edit quite a lot of showreels and often they start or finish with a, a, a headshot. What do you think would be better? One that shows off your looks or one that shows off your personality in just that you had one photo? Uh, you want to try and find both in that one photo. Yeah. Try and find one that shows both in that one photo. Dope. But otherwise, I think. But I think with this one, it's just so subjective. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I've is. spoken to so many dancers about this exact same question. Because for some reason, they always ask me, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm fine. I think it is very subjective. I think it's mm. dependent on what job you're doing. I think like you should have. Well, what 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 your niche is like? What like what do you fit? Like, but I, I also think you should be constantly adapting. Like, if if you know you're applying for a hip hop job, and you're sending in your showreel, and it starts off with a headshot, change the headshot that adapts to the job. Yeah, okay, I agree. But like, there'd be no point me putting a musical theatre headshot at the beginning of my showreel, or even. No, maybe but if, if you I'm knew you're sending it to an MT job, yeah, do you not think for you sure? Should... But she's saying what's better. Have, have it all so you can change it all the yeah, time. So, or have multiple showreels <laughs> yeah. and different ones at the front. But if you were to have one, have the one that's going to be used the most. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. So like for me, it was never my hip hop headshot at the beginning because I'm a white ginger guy. Like I don't fall in that urban hip hop category very often. So, but as soon as I put my cheesy <laughs> one at the front, <laughs> like I would get more jobs because I'm the white cheesy ginger guy who can play a geek, can play just a normal campus dude. Mm. Like that would be the one which would probably get me seen more into called into castings and get me more work. Granted, it wasn't the work I wanted to do, but it earned me more money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my last question I had, which I remember it, was off the wonderful Scarlet Cutting. And she asked me... Is that Will Scarlet? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, she didn't message me about this, but she asked me a few weeks ago and I forgot to uh, like ask her about, uh, respond to her about it because I was busy. But she said, why did I choose LA over New York? And I was like, that's quite a cool question. Because yes. now... You, I don't even hear about New York now. Well, so... I chose, uh, so I chose LA over New York because obviously LA is Hollywood where majority of work happens. <laughs> so and that's the kind of work I wanted to do. That's where most choreographers live and base themselves who are doing the jobs that I want to do. That's where most of the classes are that I want to do were based. That's why I chose LA over New York. But if you were trying to be a to musical theater mm. or you want to go down the MT route or you want to go to Broadway. So you, if I was you, I would go to New York and not to LA, because there's going to be more opportunity. You're going to be surrounded by more people who are chasing the same dream as you. You're going to be around more people who are trying to execute that market and tick that box. So I chose LA because obviously it fitted the field of movement and the work I wanted to choose. But if you want to do uh, musical theater, I would recommend going to New York. Now, where I'm at in my life, if I was to choose which one to go to, I would choose New York. But 
not from a work standpoint, but from a, I want to learn new skills that I don't have standpoint. Right. I want to go and learn the, more of the hip hop culture. I want to learn the hip hop scene, like the underground dance styles, or I should just say the dance styles, like hip hop dance styles as opposed to choreography. I would love to go there and like go to nightclubs at 3 a.m. Where everyone's ciphering and doing whacking and voguing jams. <laughs> I want to experience that. I'd love to see you in the middle of a whacking cipher. Doesn't mean I'm going in it. I just want to experience <laughs> it and see it. Or like go to like a club where they play house music and see real house dancers like jamming and sharing house steps as opposed to going to a dance studio and learning it in a mirror. Yeah. I would like to learn it in that environment now. The more authentic versions of. Yeah. Or where it kind of originated mm. and started, you know, because a lot of these styles were from New York before LA. Um, so now I would go to New York. Well, I, I was talking to a dancer and this isn't actually about the difference between LA and New York. It was about LA or England. And I was talking to her and I said to her, do you think like where you are at now, this dance is probably one of the better working dancers in the UK. Mm-hmm. Where do you fit in in LA? Like, are you putting yourself at a massive disadvantage? Where you're booking jobs now, mm. do you think you would book the same amount of jobs in the UK? Now, obviously, there's the, you should always rise to be in a bigger pond and become a bigger fish. But is, was this dancer going to uh, make her career harder f- for herself? Yes, you would be making your career harder for yourself. I think it's harder to make it as a dancer in LA than it is here. Mm. Which is, and I, I, I've heard along the grapevine, that a lot of workers starting to migrate over to the UK, a lot of dance work. Yeah, because it's cheaper to bring it here. Right. It's cheaper for it to be made here. So films and stuff come here because it's much cheaper. But like, if I look at the level of dancers that book work in the UK compared to the level of dancers that book work in LA, I think the level of dancers, the majority in LA, they'd be higher standard. Right. They're way more versatile. They've <coughs> been doing multiple forms of styles of dance since they were three on mm. the biggest conventions and the biggest circuits, learning from the biggest choreographers. We don't have that culture here. Not like, yet. I think we have great dancers here when it comes to like, this is choreography. Mm. But if you're talking about an all round dance perspective, like we don't have many like uh, Lucas McFarlane's here. No. But if you go to LA, it's quite Everyone's a Lucas McFarlane. <laughs> well, there's only one Lucas McFarlane, no, but no. there's lots of people with that skill set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that I think it is harder there. There's more competition there. There's also more opportunity there. Right. I I, I guess that was my debate was, does the opportunity outweigh the, the, what's it called, the competition? I think it depends where you're at in your career. Like if it's worth that risk. So like for the person you're speaking to, for them it might not be worth it. If they're very established here, do they want to leave it? I think they're pretty established, but they're not, they're not like Elisa Spencer, obviously. Yeah. But I, f- I can imagine they end up being. So, like, for me, I went to LA at 22. Mm-hmm. And I how established were you? Here, I was, I mean, I wasn't super, super established, but I was working a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't done any, like, tours yet, though. Like, but I, I didn't want. Are we talking, like, an Anders Dino level of establishment? Is That's that's no, the, the word no, establishment? there's not many people that established here. Right. So, who who is, like, a but first like, entry dancer that you can I was, think of as established in the UK? I don't know, because it was a different time then, because we okay. didn't have social media and we didn't have the same kind of work. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I was doing X Factor, I was doing lots of TV, BGT, doing lots of TV shows. Like, I was working quite a lot, right. you know, um, especially for someone fresh, mm-hmm. new. 
Um, and I remember Emo Walsh saying to me, "You should, why are you going to LA? There's still so much more for you to do here. And I said, but I'm only 22. So if I go now and I hate it and it doesn't work, after three years, I can come back and only be 25. And still kill the game here. And still, have a, and still build it or carry on or reestablish myself here. Mm -hmm. If I build a huge career here in the UK and I get to 27, 28, and I, you know, I work if... I did every job there was. Would I feel comfortable and brave enough to leave all that to go and start again? Probably mm, not. Would I take that risk? Probably not. So I had nothing to lose at 22. Right. Because if it all went wrong, after three years, I'd come back at 25. Yeah. Which but is still relatively young. You would, Whereas at 27, 28, I'd be coming back at 30 and I'd be like, fuck. Like, you old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that, that was just my mindset. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying it's the right mindset. No, I, I, I can appreciate that. I, I haven't thought of it that way. But now I think, because obviously when you look back on stuff, I do wish I'd waited a bit. I wish I went to LA when I was a bit older and a bit more mature. Mm. Do you reckon you would have done a, had a more successful career had you gone at like 25? No, in I don't LA think that is. I don't think it would have been more successful. I think I would have been more successful in LA if I just stayed there longer. Right. But obviously do you I think didn't. you like bottled, not bottled it, but like, well, no, I, my brother died, so I moved home. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's I a fair excuse. I, I didn't go, oh, this is hard. Right. It, so, like, my reason for coming yeah, home yeah, wasn't yeah. work-related. It was... Would you have stayed out longer? Oh, yeah. Right. The, uh, and it was a mixture of my... Obviously, my brother passed away and met the love of my life. Mm -hmm. So Poor woman. <laughs> poor, poor girl. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Those are two fairly good excuses. Yeah, thanks, bro. That's Appreciate right. it. Um... <laughs> But when I came back here, I killed it. Yeah. And you still killing it now, bro? I killed it for like two years and then maybe then a year dream and a half. Boy. No. Was it two years and dream boy? Uh, yeah. Then I wanted to make more money. Then it became about money for me. Right. Isn't, that, isn't that actually quite sad? Sad fuck. I came about money, so I joined dream boys yeah. and made more money than I'd ever made as a dancer. That's because it's consistent though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I could say Again, employed versus self-employed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. We good? We good. This was the show. I hope you liked it. Mm, bye. Wow. Go again. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the fuck up. Rewind. <laughs> that was like, that wasn't even an attempt. That was just like, I'm going to start and I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for uh, watching or listening. I hope you liked. Please subscribe. Share the podcast with your friends and your family. Uh, let us know any guests you'd like to have on. We're trying to make it happen. We're currently investing in the thing called the Swaggin' Wagon which is Jake's new car. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you like the last two episodes before this in the swag and wagon. Um, so we can get more guests on. Let us know who you want to hear from. Um, tell them you want, you want them to come on the podcast. Mm. Entice them to come on. That'd be fun. That would help us as well. Because it's quite hard to get guests on. You'd be really surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. People are um, scared of doing it. They are. And uh, yeah, peace out. One love. Stay funky. Share it with your friends. If you ain't grooving, you ain't moving. Dude, Bye. that should be the outro. Oh. Okay, ready? Thanks for listening. I hope you had fun. Again. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you had fun. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and family. And if you ain't grooving, you ain't moving.